Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a first-hand account of all things secondhand and sustainable. This is a podcast about the resale economy and what it means for your wallet, for our world, for our future, for making money, for saving money. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined by my bestie in the Westie, Sarah Lane. What's up, Mayor? How's it going? Hey, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Mare and Sarah, that'll be the spinoff podcast one day. Yeah, I mean, for the next couple of weeks, listen, dear listeners, uh, I'm a little loopy because I'm finishing the first major round of my book, Brag Better, out in June 2020. And, well, I'm fried. It is a big undertaking from the time I know that you got the book deal and were really excited about it, but knew that you had a lot of work ahead of you to the point that you're at now, I think you have worked at uh, champion speed. Thank you, boo. I mean, I'm just very tired of like picking the best words and putting them in the best order, but just <laughs> <laughs> literally what I do all day. But let's let's get into some INGO fun. The theme of this episode is cleaning and care. First, we're going to talk about how to clean your stuff, but then we're also going to talk about how to clean and care for your things so that they retain value. Maybe at this point you've thought about, and I think about this whenever I buy something, what is the resale value of it? I have friends and contacts constantly pinging me. Like, for example, a very good friend sent me a Louis Vuitton bag that she really wants. And she's like, you're going to hate it. And I was like, I actually love it. I think it's really cute. But it's not going to retain much value. It is the hyper chic of the season, this season, you know, design of Louis Vuitton. But after that, it's going to tank. So I think bringing that into consideration when you buy stuff changes kind of how you shop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, until recently, buying something that was a, a hefty purchase, something that was special, was something that I I needed to be able to say, yes, I'll wear this for 20 years or else it's not worth my money. If I knew I could flip it for a decent price in a couple of years, when I'm maybe kind of sick of it anyway, then the world opens up. Totally. And that's what I had said in a previous episode where I got those hyper popular Archlight Louis Vuitton sneakers and I wore them once and I didn't love them so much that I wasn't willing to make money on them. And this happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, I love this so much, but I just have to sell it. 
like I love it. I really want it, but I have to sell it, which like I don't have to sell it, but given what I enjoy doing. So I just got this insane Balenciaga jacket, graffiti jacket from like this year, basically maybe the end of last year. I got it for 85 bucks on Poshmark. We'll talk about this in an episode on feelings and juju, but this girl, there's a really good time to buy stuff from people is a breakup or a divorce. (laughs) Um, And she just wanted it out the door. So she sold it to me for $85 and I sold it for a thousand. Wow. Yeah. So why was there haggling involved? I mean, did she want it for more than 80? I mean, how, how did you get it so low? You know, she just, I guess, really was like, get this away from my face. And Mm -hmm. it was a gift from my ex. And like, I don't care really what I get for it. Yeah, sure. I I, I hear you, sister. A little tip there. Sarah, have you got anything recently? Secondhand? Yeah. You know, the last time you asked me, I was like, Mare, I'm on lockdown. I'm, you know, I'm in save money mode. Even even if I can get a deal, it hasn't happened in a while. But after our recent The Wide World of Denim episode, which was really good. And if you haven't heard it yet and you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to it because you're going to learn so much about denim that you just never knew you wanted to know. You know, you threw out so many jeans brands that I sort of knew, but maybe didn't really know that well. So I've been hunting and pecking around on the internet and on Poshmark in the last 48 hours, I have purchased three pairs of jeans. One is a pair of rag and bone jeans that are actually just replacing my favorite rag and bone jeans that have gone to the dogs. They're black. They've got the uh, zippers on the inside of the ankle. They're just super cute. It's the exact same pair of jeans and they look really pristine because they kind of started with a, that black glisteny glow where it looks like there's Crisco all over them. They were sort of, co- they were coated is what you're saying. Yes, right. <laughs> the Crisco pants. The Crisco pants. Yeah. And then I got a pair of mother jeans because like I said Love in our them. denim episodes, I only hear good things. So I got a pair of the ankle cut, which seems like they're going to fit me, the inseam anyway. And then the third pair was, oh, this new brand that you probably know. It's called like RN 1941, 1961. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I don't have any of those, but people really love them. I'm just so proud. Honestly, Poshmark's really dangerous. I admit I have a Poshmark problem. I will often bid on stuff for sport and then I'm like, oh shit, they accepted my bid and now I bought this thing. And Yeah, what I was really proud of myself with this is because on Poshmark, if you're not familiar, you have, if you see an item that you like, you can just buy it. You know, the big PayPal button right there or you can haggle and there's there's a make an offer button. And so I'm like, all right, well, you should always make an offer, right? You shouldn't just buy it all right unless, I don't know, there's a fire and you need it that quickly. And in each of the three cases, I got them for almost half what they were originally asking. And so I felt very, you know, either like I'm going to get like three fakes, but I don't think so. I, I I did my research this time based on the things that I've learned from this podcast thus far. And you have so much new knowledge and information. I'm sure they're real. And we will do a whole episode because I got several notes from ingo listeners whether it was in my dms on instagram or uh on our email at hello at ingo podcast specifically about haggling and negotiating and i feel like that needs a full episode so we will definitely talk more about that i specifically have two there i'm i'm can 
be a woman of extremes, but I either have clothing that I just throw in the washing machine, I don't separate the colors, I throw in a Tide Pod, and just like, you know, let it do whatever it's gonna do, or I have stuff I dry clean. I don't really have much in between, and if something looks like it it has like excessive care instructions for washing it, I'm just not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't dry clean that often. I do if I absolutely have to. You know, if I get a spot on a dress or something and I'm going to reuse it at the next wedding I go to, I definitely separate my colors just because I'm always worried that I'll ruin something if I don't. But for the most part, everything I own is cotton and it's pretty easy to take care of. So about cleaning stuff you've bought secondhand or maybe just keeping your stuff clean and in good condition that then in turn, you know, makes it retain value. So if there's anything that looks like it requires a specific type of cleaning, I personally err on the side of dry cleaning stuff. I wasn't a huge dry cleaner because I hate or someone that went to the dry cleaner often because it used to be that you'd have to carry it to the dry cleaner and then go to the dry cleaner. And then in my, you know, millennial pink, it's not millennial pink, but my millennial centric apartment building, they have these magic boxes. It was called press box. Now it's tide cleaners. Feel free to sponsor. It never gets old. But like they're magic lockers. And what you do is you put your dry... They're in my building, so I don't even have to leave. I don't have to put on shoes. I can bring Bean my dog down with me. And I just stick the stuff in this magic locker and then open the app and tell them which locker it's in. And 48 hours later, it's like dry cleaned in my house. So that's like your first line of defense, I feel like, to cleaning your things. And I had said this in one of our first episodes that I got this amazing J.W. Anderson top. I paid like 30 bucks for it. It's very high value. And it had what seemed to be sort of a stain on the front. And we talked about, Sarah, how if that person had actually cleaned it beforehand, they would have gotten a lot more money for it. And I, I just, you know, took this gamble. And you can usually tell. Like if you're buying something and it seems to be stained, there's no guarantee that it's going to come out. But dry cleaning is a way to try for sure. And it's one of the most effective and strongest routes to go. And it came out and it, it's it's totally pristine. I wore it last weekend. Uh, so a lot of times dry cleaning can help get things out, especially if you're buying things secondhand. I don't know. When I buy thrift, I, you know, pop the tags off and throw it all immediately in the washing machine. But that is something you can do if you're buying higher ticket items And I usually will do that. I build that into like thinking about how I'm going to budget because dry cleaning is not cheap. You know, the price of buying something new and nice. If I'm buying like higher end consignment stuff, I will dry clean it all before I wear it. One option you have, though, is to steam your own stuff. I had always wanted a steamer and then in a secret Santa, which Sarah knows is one of my favorite things, gift exchange. Any given year, I'm in like five different secret Santas. It's my favorite thing. I was gifted an Amazon gift card and I got a steamer. Do you have a steamer, Sarah? I don't have a steamer. Now, a steamer to me is what I would use if I didn't feel like ironing something. Yeah, so I... I am not the most domestic woman in the traditional sense of the word. So I only have an I own an iron simply to iron patches onto vintage denim jackets. I shit you not. Uh, That's the only reason why I own an iron. But a steamer takes out wrinkles. It can sort of stand in for dry cleaning, though, like not it's not really cleaning. It's just sort of like a rinse. Think of it as a rinse. But I, I totally stand having a steamer. It was like 25 bucks on Amazon. 
Um, I'll link to the one I have. And it's super easy. It's a way to clean stuff that you might not then have to shell out for for dry cleaning. Yeah, when I have worked at uh, various news networks over the years, everybody who works in wardrobe is using a steamer all day, every day. They're not ironing anything. Steamers for life. Oh, yeah. And if you ever see, like, watch any reality show or any celebrity stylist, they're always... Now, they have, like, that is an expensive steamer. That is, like, a... A whole, like very like you you know high grade steamer. I have like a little handheld and I travel with it. Though in a pinch, one of my greatest things is if you are in a hotel or in an Airbnb or staying in someone's house and things wrinkled. I apologize to the sustainable side of of this podcast, but if you do run hot water in the shower, close the door and steam up while you hang it on the curtain rod, it does unwrinkle itself. And some people, so like, what do you clean your stuff with? I use Tide Pods, but then I got annoyed they were too expensive. So I literally use like generic brand pod little thingies. But there is something called, have you heard of the Laundress, Sarah? I have not. So the Laundress, I like kind of roll my eyes, but people swear by it. The Laundress is like extra fancy special detergent. It like is like high end from New York from people that like specialize in laundry. I'm just sort of like, I don't need another expense like that because I already have very expensive taste and I feel like it's going to be great. And then, you know, I'm going to just look at my Tide Pods and be like, how dare you? Well, so what's so great about it besides the fact that it probably smells nice? Is it supposed to get out stuff OxyClean style? So it's less OxyClean style and more the promise that like your clothing will stay nicer longer. Uh-huh, I um, see. So it's but, gentler, you know, really. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I Let us know how you clean your stuff in the, in the you know, I guess in our email inboxes. <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk about, though, was cleaning more difficult materials. So let's talk about cleaning leather for a second. You can dry clean leather. They have to send it out to a different type of person and it's very expensive. So if you're buying something secondhand that's beat up and kind of gross with the idea that you're going to dry clean it, if it has a leather component, know that that's really expensive. And you don't want to do it very often, um, but it does rack up and they can clean it. Now, there are a lot of like DIY. This also goes for suede. Suede is a lot more, you know, suede is like roughed up, sort of uh, more fragile leather. But that you can also get dry cleaned. It doesn't really work from at least from my experience and whomever they're sending it to. They have special like goos and things, but I've always been afraid to try to clean that stuff myself, especially leather and suede. I don't know. I, it just it freaks me out. I worry that I'm going to like damage the leather or the suede. There was a pair of, again, Chanel sneakers and I was like, I really want these, but I know I have to sell them because they're this season. <laughs> And I was going to try to clean the suede and I like got out a toothbrush and just stared at them and just didn't do it. Speaking of suede, there's because I'm always looking for a white leather jacket. This is just a thing that I'm I've been looking for. This, I'm for still on this years. hunt for you, Sarah. Every I time know. I see one, I think of you and I will find it for you. I know. I know you will. Uh, at the same time, it always catches my eye when I'm when I'm on secondhand sites. There was a Robert Rodriguez. I thought it was leather at first, but it was actually suede. Really adorable motorcycle jacket. And not super cheap, but definitely sold for about half of what it had retailed for. But I'm like, white suede? I know myself. Like that. W- I'm going to get red wine on it and within the first week, and then it's never going to come 
come out and I don't know what I'm doing. And this seems like a very dangerous purchase. So suede is like, I feel I, I don't own much suede because it doesn't retain any value and you can't clean it very well. For example, I had this amazing Maj suede light pink moto jacket. So gorgeous. The cuffs of the sleeves got kind of dirty and sort of the bottom bit where it hits your jeans and I tried to get it dry cleaned. I paid so much money for it too and it didn't work. And I tried to sell it and I kept going back and forth. I was having so much trouble selling it. I gave it to my friend and she's like, can I really have this? I'm like, again, you know, it's on permanent loan. But like, yeah, because it looks great on you and someone on the internet literally wants to give me like $20 for it. Like, that's ridiculous. I can't yeah. do that. Right, right. It's like it's just not worth the effort at a certain price point. Totally. And like we will get into a future episode about sneakers. I also happen to be a sneaker head. Um, but there's a whole wide world of cleaning your sneakers. So when I was trying to clean these Chanel, so I bought these Chanel sneakers that were this season. And it was one of those things where I knew the value was right there, right then. I was like, I really want them. I paid like 80 bucks for them. I could easily get 700, which is what happened. And, but I wanted to clean them. And I would kind of stared at them. I looked at all these videos on the internet of like hypebeasts, again, taking out toothbrushes. So, like, I tried a little bit with a toothbrush. Um, and then I had no toothbrush. <laughs> I had to go buy a new toothbrush. It's like, oh yeah, like why are you getting a new toothbrush? It's like, well, I used this last one to try to clean a pair of Chanel sneakers that I wanted to sell for more money on the internet is not really an explanation a lot of people would understand. But cleaning shoes is a whole different beast. There are lots of videos on the internet you can you can look at. I, for the most part, just leave them alone because I get too afraid. I'm sort of of the school of thought that my shoes over time are gonna wear. They're going to wear their shoes. If I wanted to flip some shoes, I would, I don't know, make sure I'm only wearing them indoors or something like that. But that also sounds like a lot of work. It just, I guess it depends on how valuable the shoes are. And, and again, like you said, how many seasons you're realistically going to wear them. Well, and you have to live your life. So we're going to transition into value and what cleaning and care you can do to make sure your items retain value for you and retain value if you want to sell them. So, Sarah, we were just talking about shoes. Uh, how do you make sure your shoes retain value? One thing you can do, which is expensive, and it has to be a pair of shoes that you A, want to wear a lot, and B, definitely want to sell, you can get sole protectors put on them. So what you do is you go to a shoe guy, a cobbler, and they put like sort of a rubber piece under that front, I guess the front toe part. Um, and then sometimes they'll do it along the whole bottom and that will preserve and conserve your shoes sort of wear, but also the value of who you want to resell them. Yeah. It's like putting plastic on your couch and just leaving it there. <laughs> yes. Like putting plastic on your couch. Now, um, but and this is a dumb question, but this is, it doesn't give you any lift, right? This is a, the, 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 what's going under the shoe is very thin, but just enough so you're not scuffing it. You wish, baby girl. It does not give you any. It does not give you any lift. I had to ask. It, yeah, no. It, yes, it, it does not give you any lift. It just protects the sole of the shoe. Um, so, like, if you're ever so shoes retain value the worst of anything you could buy. So keep that in mind. That's one reason why I sold those Chanel sneakers immediately. That's one reason why I sold those um, Louis Vuitton sneakers immediately. Is I knew I had a very short window. And the second they touch the ground, it's like buying a mattress or buying a car, take it off the lot. The value is drops, 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 drops. 
So, and people's feet are going into these shoes. So one thing to make sure of is like when you wear them, take your foot out, like wipe it down, lump it, uh, make sure that stays clean, get these sole protectors put on, put them in the dust bags. If they came in dust bags, which are the little like fabric sacks. So to keep them from getting squished, like, I don't know about you, but I like squish all my shoes in baskets and like, then they get misshapen all that sort of stuff is like again it's very hard to sell shoes anyway so they have to be in the best condition possible but you also have to like you know live your life and I've been in scenarios with like a Manolo Blahnik or something where you can also replace the little stem bottom and any shoe person can do that and be sure to do that especially if they're very scuffed before you try to sell them yeah for sure one thing about value and just thinking about your clothing is okay so you shouldn't be using wire hangers. They're really bad for your clothes. They don't keep the shape. Like I know that you, they give them to the dry cleaner, but now lining the walls of Bed Bath & Beyond or TJ Maxx are just better hangers. You don't have to go for wood ones, but like get some good pant hangers. I'll link to the ones I have on Amazon. Use some of those fuzzy hangers. Your stuff needs to maintain shape. If it gets misshapen, the value will plummet. Well, back in the day, I used lots of wire hangers. Joan Crawford would be horrified with me. But then at some point, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I need to get all these plastic and wired crap out of my closet. And I had these nice wood hangers. I think I got them at Ikea or something. It was like, you know, a set of 100. And then I was talking to a friend who actually organizes closets for a living. And she was like, Sarah, I think so much wasted space. You need to get the velvet ones. You know, and so you can shove a bunch of stuff in there. And I realized that in very small spaces where closet space is is at a minimum, that makes a lot of sense. That said, I do notice, depending on what's hanging on these, because I still have them, you know, like a sweater or whatever, you do want that shoulder feeling. It makes the shape a little bit weird after time if it's been hanging there for a while. Totally. And if something's misshapen, the chances that it won't be bought are high or that you'll get way less money. And and you just have to be on top of that if you're going to be an INGO minded shopper uh, and think about how that is going to go back into the ecosystem. Also, just so you make sure you get the most amount of money you can. And Sarah, you were mentioning having like a rip or a tear. Stains, rips, tears, unfortunately, just like take you out of the game entirely. Yeah. Um, unless Unless it's something that is super duper duper desired, like... It's a Chanel bag with a tiny tear or it's a a very, very fancy watch with a little scratch. Uh, It's going to like all that sort of stuff. So you can repair your stuff. And that's something you should think about doing if there are buttons missing, those sorts of things before you sell stuff. I actually just flipped a Celine top that, again, this woman on Poshmark was like, oh, I'm selling it for literally $18. I think that's the only time I've ever not negotiated on Poshmark because it's like an old Celine without knowing that the old Celine currently is the most valuable Celine. And I was expecting it to be wrecked and it was perfectly fine. But tears and rips will take, like, will are just any consignment store. They will tell you stains, rips, tears, they automatically eliminate something unless it is like current hot and a lot of people want it. 
It's funny, when I was talking about my recent pants purchases, my jeans purchases, you had mentioned, I think it was frame, denim, the skinny Dijon. And I was like, okay, well, let's look up that style. Let's see if that's something that I would want. And there was a pair in my size, and they looked really cute. They were priced really low. And in the description, the person had said... Yeah, and there's a little rip right in the crotch. And they took a photo of it. I mean, it was it was like a huge rip in the crotch, but it was like they were that would be something that I would have to deal with once I got them and I was like, I don't know. you know, it just it just turns you off even if it wasn't that big of a deal, like maybe even if I knew how to sew, which I do not. I was like, oh, I mean, take care of that before you try to sell it to me. Well, then it also totally works in your favor. So, for example, there was a pair of opening ceremony pants that I had to sell for much, much less on Poshmark because they had a tiny hole in them. The real real wouldn't take them. But then conversely, if you're cool with something, have a tiny hole in it or a tiny stain, like you can get it for way less. But for the most part, like if something tears, if something rips, take, you know, a little bit of time, spend a little money. And I've done that before, too, for a big ticket item. So like if you're selling like an acne coat and it has a button missing, you have to get a button sewn on. This stuff changes the game for for whatever you're going to sell. And it's the difference between something selling for a lot, selling for some and then just not being accepted at all. So like how else can you make sure that your stuff retains value and that you get the most amount of money for it? If you're buying something in the high, high high-end designer realm, keep everything, everything, everything. You know, if you buy a new Chanel bag, which like I will never do, but if you (laughs) buy a new Chanel bag, you have to keep the box, the dust bag, the authentication card, the ribbon, and a lot of times the big, big stuff, especially on Poshmark, you got to keep the receipt. Because the value will tank. If you're trying to sell a Chanel bag and you don't have the authentication card, you can't sell it. Because people assume that it's fake or stolen or something? Yeah, that's it. It might have the hologram, but people fake the holograms. Like, you got to have all the pieces together uh, in order to sell something. And it it just changes the value so much. Like, when I've sold high-end bags or high-end shoes and I do have the original dust bags, like, it sells for hundreds of dollars more. It's crazy. I guess people, they know it's not new, but it feels like it's going to be, it's, it's as if they walked out of the store with it themselves. Totally. And so keep everything. I mean, I like kept this Gucci bag. The only thing like that I can remember paying full price for was a pair of those original Gucci loafers, the Princetown slides in black. And I had never seen all the like bells and whistles that they give you for having something new. I was like, look at this nice box. Look at this nice ribbon. Like, look at this nice bag. This has never happened to me because I don't buy things new. But hold on to all of that because it can only up your value. So how should you store your stuff? Like how we talked about having, you know, better hangers, considering shape. Use those dust bags. Use those bags they give you with a handbag or put them in something, put them in, you know, reusable grocery bag, anything you can to keep them from ripping, from staining, from sun damage. Watch out for sun damage. I'll be honest with you. I, as you've mentioned, dust bags, realize what those little cloth bags are that often have nice patterns on them that they give you when you buy nice shoes or a nice bag. I didn't really know what they were before. 
I thought they they were just throwing in some little travel bag. <laughs> they are, they can they're great for travel, but yes, it's to store your stuff <laughs> so that it doesn't get messed with. And I will tell you, sun damage is no joke. I mean, neither is climate change in the ozone layer, but like literally, that stuff will fry your like if for no other reason, that stuff will fry your clothing so you can't get as much money for it. So my apartment is all uh, all windows facing outward and. Uh, I had a handbag that was on one of my shelves, which is like my trophy shelf full of like all my nicest shoes and bags. I'm like, let me look at my spoils. And it faded it through a window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's you can get sunburned through your car window. Something will will fade through enough sunlight. And I will tell you too. again, just hold on to everything you can, especially if you're thinking of selling it. And labels, labels and tags. So like if there's something that's really high value that I bought that happened to have the tag still on, I literally saved the original tag. I saved the original little button, baggy. I, I realize like you probably guaranteed listener like have, you know, all those teeny baggies of buttons hanging around. Like some of those have value. Like I've seen people selling little, just the little baggies if they say Chanel on them. You know, I have this... It's an Eero shirt. I've had it for years and it's a button down and it's it's really cute. The fabric is sort of, I don't know, it's like a checkered fabric, but the buttons were cloth, you know, and they had the same pattern on the button. So it would be the sort of thing where if you had to replace a button, you'd have to replace all of the buttons because it would just be super weird otherwise and you're just not going to find that button anywhere. And for the longest time, they and they gave me two when I bought the shirt. Because, I don't know, because they're special buttons. And for the longest time, I carted that little baggie around with me. You know, (laughs) I probably lived in 10 apartments since I've had that shirt. And eventually, one of the buttons did fall off of the shirt. And it was right in the middle. Like, I'd need the button. And I cannot find that stupid thing anymore. And it pro- I probably threw it out and went like, why do I even have this? This is so dumb. I'll never use these buttons. And now I regret it. When I was Marie Kondoing my apartment, I, like, threw out just a whole handful of very fancy buttons. And frankly, I probably should have sold them on the internet. One thing I was going to say about value is, you know, I just recently sold a pair of Gucci dust bags. Like, that was it. That's the wholesale uh, was that I, those original Princetown loafers came in two little silk dust bags uh, that said Gucci on them and, and like someone bought them. Somebody probably has a really nice closet or is trying to level up on their closet and had something that would look better in one of the official dust bags of Gucci. Totally. And I would say the last thing is if a tag, we all have those like, you know, your tag gets sad in the back of your clothing and is like dangling by a thread. (laughs) Sew it back on. If you lose the tag, you're toast. The end. Like you could say a shirt is Celine, but if it doesn't have that tag in it, you can have 20 bucks for it. Tops. bit about how to clean your stuff, make sure your stuff retains value. I want to make sure that you're making the most out of your closet and making the most amount of money in your closet. I want to hear what you do to preserve your stuff, though. There's definitely things I'm not thinking of. What you used to clean. Is there like a secret hack to cleaning a pair of fancy sneakers or cleaning a leather jacket. I want to hear from INGO listeners. Find us online at INGOpodcast.com. Please send those tips to hello at INGOpodcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at INGOpodcast. Slide into those DMs. 
I've been so delighted on the INGO podcast Instagram that I've gotten some fab DMs about like how much money you saved on a leather jacket and like where you bought your first pair of secondhand pants. It delights us. We want to hear about it. We want to see it. And we will talk to you soon. I'm your host, Meredith Feynman. Peace out. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.